Good morning. It is 10 o'clock. It is May 30th, Saturday, 2020. We are in the midst of a pandemic. I'm Ruth Wittstein. Wittstein. Um, sorry, I can't even speak this morning. And this is a northerner stuck in the south. And, uh... There's a podcast about hmm, a liberal Democrat from the North, that's me, stuck in the conservative rural South, and I'm not going to say where, because I love my family too much, and there's people across the street flying a Trump flag, loud and clear. I say loud and clear because... Last night they partied and things that were coming out of these people's mouths. They, oh, the talks that you have to listen to around here is, well, yeah. The loud, obnoxious things against Democrats. Their attitude is the only good, and it's quoting right from the president's basic tweet mess, is the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. And that's how they're talking. And that's how they feel. And they own guns. Yeah. Because they're gun nuts out here where I live. And our president is all about that Second Amendment to the point that, you know, he's a crazy man. I try really hard not to speak about it, but boy, oh boy. The riots in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Minneapolis in particular. George Floyd was killed. A young black man, I say young, I think he was in his 40s, I don't know. Was killed for trying to use a $20 bill that was a counterfeit. Yeah, I don't think he knew it was a counterfeit. I think he realized it. The store owners called the cops just because that's their routine but they told him they couldn't take the $20 bill and so he you know because it was counterfeit and he left the store but the cops approached him and proceeded one in particular Chauvin I don't know the man's first name I just know his last name Chauvin or whatever he's a white guy I didn't sound it by his name but he's a white guy proceeded to um, they handcuffed him George Floyd they drug him to the car. First, they put him at the side of the building, I guess, and he was sitting against the side of the building. And then the next in the video, you see him being taken over to the side of the car on the street side. Um, and then he's on his face. And then Chauvin has his knee in George's neck. And this is all because they swear up and down he was resisting arrest. The only problem with that is, is he wasn't because it we all saw that he wasn't. It was someone videotaped it. Yep, videotaped footage of this man being murdered in broad daylight by a police officer. Yeah. In my hometown, my home state, actually, say that. I wasn't, I don't live in Minneapolis. I lived way north compared to that. Didn't matter. Thing is, this nonsense, this racial disparity. Profiling of black people, Hispanic people now, anybody, color, 
now is a thing in our country because of our president, who is absolutely a racist fucking pig. Mm. And he really is the reason this shit's happening right now, um, to the extent that it's happening. When Obama was in office, yes, there was racist stuff going on, but um, a, they, they had a voice. And the people of color had a voice. And now we've got this, I don't know what he is. Trump, what is his national nationality? I don't know. Don't care. Don't don't have any. The man is just um anyway, in the midst of all this nonsense, now there's rioting going on because you see, for four days they didn't arrest didn't arrest anybody in the death of George Floyd. There were actually four cops kneeling on George all at the same time. One on his neck or three cops, I think. The three or four, the one guy had his knee, and you could see it. He was, he was grinding his knee, grinding his knee in George's neck until he, and George cried out, "I can't breathe! Help me! I want my mama!" And because you know, people yell for their mother when when they're going to die. As a nurse, I can tell you that this is a common thing. People will cry out for their mother at their last moments. They will, even the old people. It doesn't matter what age you are, you cry out for your mama. You do. I've watched it. I've heard it. I've seen many people die in my career as a nurse. At whatever moment that you're about to leave this earth, you want your mama, even if your mama's dead. And this poor boy, poor man, yeah. And our president, of course, initially he actually showed in his tweets Actually, in his words, he tried to show remorse, you know, that this was a terrible thing, it shouldn't happen, and we need to investigate it, and blah, 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 blah. And then come to find out, when they started investigating this cop that did this thing to this man, this Chauvin guy, Chauvin guy, whatever, uh, <laughs> who was standing at the front row with his wife and whoever else at a, wearing a MAGA t-shirt, um, out of Trump rally, but that particular cop right in the front row. You can see him right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, not that Trump would know, because, I mean, this is a man was in the audience, right? But the deal is, this cop supported Trump. It's racism. You can't be a Trump supporter and not be a racist. I, I don't give a shit what you say. People out there, you want to just, you know, because he's, Trump's a racist. You support, you support him, you're supporting his politics, you're supporting his racism, you're supporting his anti-Americanness. Because I hate to tell you folks out there, actually I don't hate to tell you, I would love to tell you that this country of ours is a melting pot of diversity. And, you know. We are all colors. We are all races. We are all we are all cultures and ethnicity. You know, however you want to say this, that's what we are. That's what that's what this country is. 
And our president has done nothing since the moment he's been in here just but discuss building a wall and keeping everybody else out that isn't, in his mind, American. Okay, but he goes after the black people too. I mean, hell, back in the, whenever the Central Park Five, you can just read about that. He was asking, and he wasn't a president then. He was just a regular civilian piece of shit. I say piece of shit because he was a billionaire piece of shit. Um, asking for the Central Park Five to be lynched, literally lynch them. He wanted them hanged. These guys were innocent, <laughs> but they were black. Trump hates the Indians, he hates the Latinos, he hates anyone of color. And he wrongfully assumes that the that the white the white race, you know, I, they shouldn't even have what color a person is. Skin tone. Shouldn't even. Because none of us are white. If you're white, if you look white in the mirror and you look at yourself and you go, oh, I'm a white person. You're not. Hate to tell you this. No, I love to tell you this. I gotta stop saying hate to. I love to tell you this. I love to tell you that your ancestry is African. Yeah. Your your gene pool comes from Africa. You know, throw your alien or heritage out the window, okay? Just th screw that shit. Science tells us that that um, your first parents, your very first ancestral beings that, that connected us all were African. They weren't white. Okay, they were dark-skinned individuals. There's no such thing as white person. I don't care what you say. No such thing. And I'm appalled at the at the at the outright white supremacy attitude to think that they are supreme. They aren't. There's no such thing as white. It is what it is, you know, and. So anyway, uh, but yeah, in Minnesota right now, basically, for the last four days, there's been riots going on because it took it took them until yesterday to arrest this Chauvin guy, and then they charged him only with third degree murder and manslaughter, just third degree. The man was in broad daylight murdered right there. There was no resisting arrest because it's all on video. You can see that. This guy calmly, confusedly, okay, I'm going to say confusedly because you can see the confused nature on his face. He was confused of why he may be arrested, confusedly being arrested and then being thrown down on his face and proceeded to be choked to death by this Chauvin guy with his knee in his back, in his throat, and I mean his neck, you know, pushing him into the ground. And you can see him, you can see this Chauvin guy with his hands in his pockets, grinding, putting his full weight, grinding that knee and looking down at him with this look of, I'm going to kill you. I, I don't know if anybody else ever noticed that look in that man's face, but I did. On the video, you can see it. He had no emotion of, and you know, and then they're, they're yelling at him, get up, get up, get up, as they're choking him to death. Yeah. See, that's a common thing I've seen in a lot of videos that they do to the black people when they're arresting them. They put them in situations that they can't come out of. They pin them down, they choke hold them, they whatever, and then they ask them to do stuff. And then they yell at them. And then they make shit up and saying that they're that they're resisting arrest and all the whole while 
The white cop is baiting the shit out of this poor guy. Person, whoever is being arrested. I mean, this isn't, this is going on all over the country. It has been for years and years and years and years and years. This putting the black man, the black person, a person of color in a position that they can't get out of and then taunting and tormenting until they're just broken. You know, in this case, George Floyd was killed. So outrage breaks out in Minneapolis, and rightfully so. I'm sorry, I am on the side of the protesters, I'm just going to say that. Not on the side of breaking, um, uh, ruining, or tearing apart the, the property. I'm not on that side. No, I'm not. I don't want to see... Um, Innocent folks, businesses, essential things where people can get their food and stuff around there in that neighborhood being torn to bits and burnt to the ground. I'm That's not, but I can understand the reason as to why it's happening. I can understand why they're so angry, they're sick and tired of being ignored, these people. But what I saw in the riots, because CNN was covering it, and I watch CNN, my favorite channel. Sorry, Trump, it's not fake news. They do report the facts, and they report it in real time the best that they can. But what I saw was whites and blacks and Asians and Hispanics and everybody together protesting together for this thing. Everybody together in on it. Everybody together standing in solidarity with their black brothers and sisters. Yeah. There was destruction of property by everyone. It wasn't just the black people destroying property. Everyone was out there ripping and tearing and burning and throwing rocks. Everyone was showing their anger. It wasn't just the black people. And that's what Trump was calling them thugs. He was referring to the blacks. In his tweets. So then, then here comes Trump thinking he's a big man and he's going to go ahead and do a Twitter storm. And he tries to bring it into the, the side of, oh, well, you know, they're dishonoring Floyd's memory. These thugs. I won't let it happen. And then he calls for the National Guard and, and what have you and mentions the governor's name of Minnesota, Waltz. Good guy. Good guy. I wish we had someone like that here. And um, then he says something that is just, he tweets something that is just unbelievably violently racist, in my opinion, that a president shouldn't tweet. He tweets, when the shooting, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. He's telling him and calling the National Guard, okay, and he's telling them that, that when the looting starts, the shooting starts. In other words, he's saying, you know, shoot these people. And he's also retweeting something, requoting -qu something that was said by a racist person back in the 1960s, and it was about killing killing the blacks my heart just about about that particular thing and and he and he 
And then he tries to say, Trump, tries to say, hey, Lucy, please don't. Okay, Holly, don't let you go. Then he tries to say that, it, that that's not what he meant. He didn't know where it came from. He's lying. He knows exactly where it came from. He knows where it came from. He's full of shit. He's using his usual terminology, terms every time. I don't remember. I don't know. I never heard of him. I never saw him. I don't know what you're talking about. Blah, 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 blah. He always does that. He lies. I'm sorry. We all know he's lying. Well, the educated person knows he's lying. I can't speak for the idiot that supports this piece of shit. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what to say about all this other than as I, I am on the side of the protesters, definitely. You betcha. You betcha. I totally understand their pain. Jacob Fry, who is the mayor of Minnesota, nice guy. Mayor of Minneapolis, I think he's a nice guy, is on the side of the protesters. And he came, got up and he asked for the arrest of this officer or the officers involved in this death of this man. And he says, you know, what's going on is a justified anger. Um, condoning the violence of ruining, I'm talking about ruining property, burning things and trying to kill people. You know, I shouldn't say they're trying to kill. They're just Dirt, destroying things because they're upset. It's like a child who acts out when they just can't take it anymore. I've seen it. Shoot. Mm. I've had to curtail the way I spoke to my own child, both of them, in my life, raising my children, when I saw them act out by ripping and tearing things apart because they weren't being listened to. Kids will do that. Children will will do that. They will tear apart things when no one's listening to them. And you have to just decide you're going to listen to them. you got to throw your grown-upness aside and decide you're going to listen to your child that's ripping shit apart because they're so pissed off at you because they, they can't seem to articulate what they're, what's going on. It happens in every... I, I, I've... I've you know, in the best of families, you see this happening. A child getting angry enough that they tear things apart. Humans, in general, when they get pissed off, when they feel like no one's paying attention or they feel like no one's looking or watching or helping or whatever, they destroy things. It's like a, it, it's like they fall back into their rudimentary, their, their primal, whatever you want to say. They fall back into that. It's that need to just, oh my God, you know, and I can understand that anger. The only thing that is sad about it is that, is that this is ruining things for them too, because then the businesses that they would rely on for their food and for the things that they need for their, to get around, like, you know, AutoZone was burnt to the ground. Target was burnt to the ground. Grocery stores, uh, the, the food place where they go get their, their, um, food bank burnt to the ground. Then they went to the, you know, and then, of course, then they went after the precincts. Fair enough. I totally understand it. <laughs> that was the problem to begin with, was the precinct, right? Oh, my gosh. I'm getting bit again by bugs. I swear bugs just love me. They to bite me. Um, they went after the precincts, the police precincts, and they burnt them. 
the source of the problem, the police, you know. The, really, the source of the problem is, is not necessarily the police in general. It's the whoever taught them, whoever, whoever allowed them to walk the street in the first place, carry a weapon, whoever allowed them to continue on with their racist shit. Those are the people that need to be brought to justice as well because, you know, this whole idea, what are they teaching these guys in, in, in cadet school? What are they teaching them in police academy? What is it? What are they teaching them? And how, and who are they letting in? You know? And, and how is this behavior continuing, say? Is there enough, is there a healthy enough background check on these people that are getting inducted into the uh, protect and serve uh, school? <laughs> are they being screened well enough? Because, I mean... This, this, this guy, this Chavin guy that killed George seems to me awful lot like someone who has issues because he had 18 counts, 18, 18 complaints against him for the, for the excessiveness and his misuse of his badge. You know, who else misuses things? Oh, gee, I, I guess we've got someone sitting in the White House misusing their office. Yeah, we do. A lot of people take cues from the president. They take cues from him, that they, those people that love him so much. The frustration, I'm telling you. The frustration. My heart is so sad. This is my home state, Minnesota. And, you know, this is going on days, uh, days and days and days and days now. This, well, fourth, fifth day? Fifth day, and they're still pissed, and I don't blame them. That third-degree murder charge was not good enough. No, sir. I agree with everybody that watched that video. It should be first degree. You know, that night, <laughs> that night, when the riots broke out, the police were nowhere to be found. You know where all these bastards were? And I'm saying bastards because the ones that were the ones that were there in front of this murderer's house, they're the bastards. They were surrounding protecting the murderer. Yeah. Yeah. If they had just arrested that piece of shit to begin with, if they had arrested that cop to begin with, the riots wouldn't have happened, and that was, you know, said by I don't know how many people of color. If you just would act and listen to us and take care of it, we wouldn't have to do these. We wouldn't do this. We wouldn't be this mad. It'd be fixed, wouldn't it? But no, you let that guy sit in his house for three days. And it was a damage to the the whole of the state, not to mention a damage to, to the, to the guy himself too, his family. Um, or I shouldn't say his family cause they don't think he has kids. Thank God he didn't procreate. Apparently his wife, get this, his wife just filed for divorce. The cop's wife, the cop killer, the cop that killed that cop that killed George just filed for divorce. <laughs> uh, she probably went, I ain't dealing with you. There must have been situations going on. Also, there was some interesting bit of information I read this morning that George and the Chauvin guy apparently worked together 
once as bouncers for a place. They worked together. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if there was something that happened or that this shoving guy saw or whatever and just decided to take it out on George. I don't know. But nothing, nothing that I can see other than, you know, if George were to be violent and try to knife somebody or try to shoot somebody, you know, which he did not. He was unarmed. He was an unarmed guy. Nothing. Nothing that George did, criminal-wise, if it was even criminal, you know, I mean, sure, he, I, I kind of think he was using a counterfeit bill and didn't know it. That's kind of what I'm, I'd like to believe that because, you know, it happens, I'm sure, to people where you're put in a position, you didn't expect things to happen that way. You've been taken, you know, maybe George was taken for a ride given counterfeit medica medication, counterfeit bills and didn't even know he had them. You just never know how that happened. Um, the bottom line is, though, is that didn't deserve his death. That, he, that action was him using that bill did not mean that didn't warrant him to be killed. Police in this country have gotten way too forceful and they're way too... They bait people. You can see it. There's, there's not all of them are like that. They're not all like that. But there are a lot that are. And I want to know why is that happening? Why are they out there even walking the street with a gun? I have a very controversial view on police anyways. I don't think any police officer, save the SWAT team, needs to have guns. No one. I don't think the average citizen should be having a gun either. No one. You can have a hunting rifle and you're not allowed to carry it out and open. You can go hunting and then you keep your fucking gun at the house. It can be used to protect yourself at your fucking house. And police don't carry guns. They carry, they should carry tasers maybe and, and those little batons. That's it. That's it, folks. That's my personal opinion. Bobby sticks. They don't, should not have firearms. That's, that's what I think. Because I believe, I truly believe, a lot of things are started by the police. You can watch the body cam footage. And it's with this, un, they're so terrified of their own position that they reach for their gun prematurely. If you're that terrified as a cop, you have no business being one. If you're that fucking terrified where you have to tap your gun and, and, and just be, what the fuck? Then don't go to work, please. Stay home because you're putting everybody at risk. I had a traffic violation. Apparently I committed one. Still trying to figure that out. I made a left-hand turn. This is when I was living in Oklahoma. I made a left-hand turn. And there was oncoming traffic. And I, I gauged it to the best of my ability, okay? Come to find out my vision's not that great. But apparently I made this turn and it was very close. There was the car coming. And I didn't get hit, but I could have. Okay, so, but there was a cop behind me. And I didn't notice it. And I was heading home from work one morning very tired as a nurse, had on my uniform ever, you know, even, and so I'm heading home from work and I turn left and anyways, a mile from that situation, a mile, I'm one whole mile, I get pulled over a mile afterwards, get pulled over by a police officer for that turn that I made. <laughs> now mind you, she was a rookie 
and she had her trainer with her, if you will. But I already saw the problem. She came up to my window, tapping her gun, tapping her gun. And I'm a white lady, so you know, there you go. And she was a white cop, and it was a white, it was a white, it was two white cops. Um, and she was yelling at me through the window, banging on my window. And I rolled my window down, and she's yelling at me, tapping her gun. Do you know what you just did back there? You're a menace on the road. She was going on and on and in my face. She literally was violating. First of all, she violated my three-foot bubble. She was in my face, and she was tapping her gun. You're the reason the accidents happen, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, whoa, Missy. And I, and I moved my hands, and she reaches for her gun. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm putting my hands up and trying to figure out what's going on. And I finally looked at her, and I said, are you alone? And she just said, you don't talk to me. You don't talk to me. You're the reason this happened. You know, she was yelling at me. And finally her, I guess, I guess her trainer got out of the car and realized, you know, something's not right here. Cause he comes over there and he, he's telling her to step back, you know, step back a little bit. And he's, he's coaching her. I said, is she a trainer? Were you training her? I said, what is this? I said, I'm on my way home from work. And she starts to interrupt me and tells me to shut up. I need to get out of the car, keep my hands up, and I'm just looking at her like, and he says, now wait a minute, he, he he's like trying to tell her, no, this is just a traffic violation, I mean, literally on the job, okay, training, and she's yelling at me, and she's tapping her gun the whole time, and I said, you know what, I need both of your badges right now, both of your badge numbers right fucking now, and I said, I'll, you know, I, I, what, she said, well, you're getting a ticket, and of course, he did tell me about the distance, he interrupted her, Tell me about the distance of my of my turn that I, I really did turn in a way that could have caused an accident. And I agreed with him. I said, you know, I guess that's possible. I guess it is. I said, but as you can see, I'm wearing my uniform from work. And she starts yelling at me again. And he and she's tapping her gun. And I'm like, what the hell is she on? What is she on? And the police officer that was taking care of her kind of laughed a little bit. And I said, this isn't funny. I said, I'm on my way home from work. I had a rough night. I watched children die. I'm in a hot... And he, you know, he was compassionate, but she was an absolute fucking bubble-headed idiot. Little blonde-headed white girl with a gun, her hair in a ponytail. And she's yelling at me, tapping her gun, reaching for it. Here's the thing. Had that officer been on her own... <laughs> I'll, I'll finish the story here in a minute. She might have shot me in the head. Knee-jerk reaction for me moving my hands when I'm putting them up and I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. She couldn't even tell me, articulate. She was so yelling at me, she could articulate what she, what she was, what I was being pulled over for. First off, and I, and I got angry too. I said, you know, you realize this is a mile from the incident. And the cop said, I know, I understand that. I said, this is ridiculous. I said, this is the worst I've ever seen. And I said, and she has no business to have a firearm. I said, can you get her to stop tapping her gun, please? She's making me nervous. I'm pissed off. What, you have a firearm in your car? You have a firearm? Did she have a gun? And I was like, oh, my God, what is this woman on? What is she on, right? You know? And so, <laughs> Jesus, I was just... 
and, and I said, I don't have a gun. I don't believe in guns. This is my point. I don't even think you should have a gun. I did say that to both of them. I said, I think you guys don't need to be having guns. I said, she definitely doesn't need to have a gun. She's going to kill herself. She's going to get killed. One of these, well, are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? That's something she started doing. I said, oh my God, will you take her away, please? Give me the ticket and your badge numbers. I need them both because I am going to talk to somebody about this. And I said, this is going, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll pay my ticket. I will. $200. Jesus, mother, for this turn that I made. And I don't, you know, but here's the thing. I did, I did report them. Come to find out, I wasn't the only one that reported this girl. She had, I don't know how many dings against her. And she was, she was in training and they, they told me, well, you know, she's in training. I said, no. No, no, no. Don't give a pass on this one. She's a problem. You have a loose cannon with a gun out there. It was loaded, too. She has a loaded gun. In the line of duty, she's dangerous. See? Now, if, if I had been a black person that she pulled over, she'd have probably shot them right away. Yeah. I'm just saying. It is true that there is a thing called white privilege. Apparently, I have white privilege because I'm a white lady. That day, it didn't play out. That day, she treated me as I've seen black people be treated on TV when they get pulled over unjustly. Uh, maybe mine was just because I did make that weird turn. But what she did and how she acted towards me was totally unjustified. She didn't need to be tapping her gun. It was a traffic violation. She should have noticed my uniform, my name tag, the fact that I was coming home, you know, that I was a nurse. Not that that doesn't mean nurses can't be dangerous, you know, that people can't lie and put on, you know. She was obviously off her rocker. Now, how many cops out there off their rockers, out there carrying guns, pulling people over, and making snap decisions? That's what I'm saying. Probably my whiteness saved me that day. Isn't that ridiculous? That's, say, that's ridiculous, and that pisses me off that if I had been a black nurse, she would have shot me probably. She probably would have shot me because if she was that terrified of me, whoa, right? If she was that terrified of, of a white lady in a nurse's uniform, what if she saw a black lady in a nurse's uniform? Would she be so scared she'd shoot, she'd shoot them too? You know, I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? It's just ridiculous. This attitude, and this is just, what are they teaching these people? that are supposed to protect and serve and who, and how are they, you know, what is their curriculum and how are they deciding who can become a police officer and who can't? Now you're going to have to discriminate. In my opinion, discriminate means in this sense, not discriminate because you're a different color or anything. I'm talking about discriminate, scrutinize the situation. This person that gave me that ticket that was in training it was a crazy, she was off her rocker. She, she was as if I thought she was on drugs. When I, when I went in there and spoke to the people to pay this bill, you know, I went in to pay it and I said, I need to speak to somebody about this lady. And she, and of course, you know, the lady, she was, ma'am, we're, we're really busy. I said, I don't really care how busy you are. I need to speak to someone of authority, please, because I'm going to purport this girl right here. And I had her badge number circled. I said, she's early. Obviously, she graduated, but she's being trained still. She's with somebody. I don't understand how this whole fucking thing works. I said, but she's a problem. She is, she is an accident waiting to happen. She is 
dangerous. She's a little girl with a gun who thinks that she has the right to get into people's faces and scream and holler. And then the interesting thing was, you know, they looked at her badge number and they discovered who she was. And right away, obviously, this isn't the first time someone's come in there and complained about that girl. I was blown away. And she's still out there with the gun, I said. She's still out there allowed. What's matter with her? She's acting like she's on drugs. Is she taking a drug test, you know? Well, then they took offense at that. And I said, look, you know, cops are not be above the law. And they're not above having to be looked at to see what they're doing. Am I right or am I right? Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are above the law and they get to get the fuck away with whatever they want to get the fuck away with. Excuse me for swearing, but I'm a little pissed off today. I said, this is not right. Okay. So... I'm very upset. I don't own a gun. She was assuming that I did. She was reaching, undoing the clasp on her holster to yank her gun out when I pulled my hands up. What the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? And then, and then they, you know, and plus to waited a whole mile before they pulled me over. Seriously, what the hell? If it was such an issue, why didn't they pull me over immediately? I would have been, and if they would have immediately said, hey, that turn you made. But, you know, a mile down the road, I'm getting close to my house. Basically, I was pulled over right across from my house, people. Unreal. Un-fucking-real. Now, like I said, I was a white lady. These were white cops. I was in a predominantly white neighborhood being pulled over. Uh, I can't imagine what would have happened if I had been black. I can't imagine. And we, you know, in the neighborhood that I lived in, then I owned this house and, and we had a couple black families there. Very nice people. Not that, and we have some, uh, a bunch of white people in that neighborhood Quite a few awful ones. See, I don't care what color you are. You can be bad or shitty or whatever. What I'm saying is, is that this this couple, these two couples that lived in our neighborhood, were they were just the odd people out, you know. And uh, they got treated differently because of their color. It was obvious, and it pissed me off. I hated it. People living next door to me, in particular, was a, a, a black man married to a white lady. They were wonderful people, friends of ours, and um. Loved him dearly. He was an ex-Navy officer. And uh, anyhow, anywho, he even said when he, because he was there that day, <laughs> he was working in his yard when this whole shit was going on and he stayed away because he knew. Even in his, even with his retired naval status, you know, he knew if he walked up as a black man, they probably would have, that girl would have turned and shot him or something, you know. Very well could have happened. Tragic, huh, to be that scared. Um, but we talked after that incident. He told me. Oh, we're hearing sirens. Oh, okay. 
There's sirens going off here, and I think it's because I don't really know what's from, but I mean, I'm off in the country, folks. My dogs, you hear them howling? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll let you hear it. Oh my. Oh my. Okay, 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 okay. Oh. My mama. <laughs> They're continuing. Hear the sirens in the background. It's probably an ambulance or a fire truck or something. I can't tell because it's way out there on the on the highway, and we're we're over here off in the rural neighborhood, way out in the country. My dogs, every time a siren goes off, it is like they try to they they cry out. All of them, 14. They howl. It's as if they're in solidarity with the siren, aren't you? You're, you're, you're like, every time the sirens go off, they do this. And anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I was talking to my good friend. After the incident, I get my ticket, you know, and I get home. I was mad. I, I immediately I get this ticket, and I immediately turn my car around and go straight to the uh, police station to pay or, you know, where you go pay the this police station, I think, wherever, what, not the police station. Shit, I'm so tired. They have everything. Well, the police station's right next to the place where you pay your tickets. Anyways, I went right to go pay that ticket. And I went right to report that girl because I wasn't going to wait. I got home and my friend was out there. His wife had gone to work and he was mowing the yard. He was off. He, You know, he's retired. His wife was just working at this local grocery store. I mean, they had a really nice little happy life together. Wonderful family. And he says, hey, what was that all about? She was yelling and screaming at you through the window. And I told him the whole story. And he went, jeez. He says, oh, miss. I won't say my name. He always would say miss in front of my name. He's such a sweet man. He said, I'm so glad you were a black girl. The reason I'm saying that is because what he said to me, I'm so glad you weren't. You didn't have my skin tone, Missy. Or he said you might, you might have your head blown off. I said I I don't understand what her deal was. I said she, absolutely was losing her shit, tapping her gun. And he said, well, you know, I was standing back here working on my yard, and I said, well, I saw you, you know. He said, I think she saw me too. He said, I hope I didn't feel that. He was worried that his presence. Across the street, next to his own freaking nice house and his golf course-looking yard, he was worried that his presence may have caused the altercation of her being so scared she was acting like a freak. And I said, oh, my God, this shit is getting on my last nerve. I told him that. I said, you know, I work in the hospital, and I watch racism happen blatantly there by my own colleagues to the patients that I care for. I watch it happen. I watch this shit go down, the way people talk about people there. I watch black nurses get treated like crap. Asian nurses, Hispanic nurses, Indian nurses get treated by sh like shit by certain white nurses. And I see it just goes all over me that even in this workplace where you're supposed to be you know, caring for one another, the nurse world, the hospital, you watch racism right in front of you. 
happening. You hear the doctors, the racist doctors. I promise you they're there. They're out there. They're, it's, it's awful. It's awful when you get to be the fly on the wall or the person behind closed doors to see it all go down. And I was telling him that. I said, it's, I'm sick of this shit. Sick of it, man. I said, you know, I, I am a white lady, but, you know, you know me. I'm, he goes, I know. He said, if they only knew. If they only knew I was a Jew. I said, I might have. He says, we, we might have matching burning crosses in our front yards. I'm like, yeah, see, you, you know, it, mine's more subtle. I said, but then, you know, my daughter comes home to visit and she's this tall, six foot, dark skinned Native American who looks because of the mixtures of the heritages in her system, in her person. She's got that Middle Eastern vibe going on, folks, and she can't help it. So what? She's, she's my gorgeous girl. Okay, so she, you know, she comes home and people look at her. They give her that look. You know, it's like, uh, and he and I talked about that. He said, oh, my God. I said, yeah. And I told him about the time that she was beat up when she was during 9-11. He just shook his head. I said, those fucking teachers had the audacity because they wouldn't intervene when my daughter was getting beat up by five white cheerleaders that day. Never forget it. They wouldn't intervene because they had to protect their own. And, you know, she was definitely the foreigner here. That's what they said to me. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, she's Native American. Yeah, she's got my ancestry, too. She's a Scandinavian Native American, whatever you even call it. Jew. Uh, you know, but even my, if there is a, a, a mid, Middle Eastern Jew vibe, I'm going to say that. If there is something from over there in me, um, it's from far removed, folks. You can't even really tell by really, really 100% looking at them. You can't tell by looking at anybody, really. But it's a, it's a, it's a misconception. Not to mention, you know, it's, I don't know. Anyway, it, it, just ignorance. Even on my part, I'm ignorant about the whole thing. I told you I didn't find out about my heritage until later in life. And then I was like, why has this been kept secret? Well, duh, my daddy was terrified of, of the Nazis. Of course he was. Of course he was. <laughs> Apparently that was a thing. There was, a, there was quite a few Jewish folks that changed their names and went into hiding and Totally get it. Totally get it after witnessing the freaking Holocaust, you know. We, and But there was... Anyway. Yeah. So... We just stood there and we, we commiserated. I said, this is awful, this, this business, you know. And my daughter was just getting profiled constantly. She's either Jewish. She's either, not Jewish, she's either a Middle Eastern uh, terrorist or she's a Latino that's, that's come across the border illegally. It's one or the other. I said, she gets picked on all the time. It's fucking ridiculous. Or she's one of them paint-sniffing Indians. They'll, they'll go there. They'll actually call her appropriately by her race. Like, you know, oh, you're, you're an Indian. But then they'll, they'll throw in that paint-sniffing Indian business. This is the ignorant bullshit. Or if they, they find out she's, uh, she's an Indian, that's, oh, she's an Indian. She's a feather or dot. That is so offensive to me. Feather or dot. That's offensive to me. Pisses me off. She's a Native American. How about that? She's indigenous to this. She has indigenous heritage in her person. As indigenous as it can get. 
None of us are indigenous to here, folks. Not one, because if it is true, the whole story of where we came from, the fertile, you know, Africa, all of us, migration, the great migration. So none of us are indigenous to America. So they can just throw that shit out the window. As I go on ranting and carrying on, but it just pisses me off this ignorance. And now, you know, we're watching the bullshit happening in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And I totally understand why these people are pissed off. I'm very disturbed that they're just continuing to ruin it. It's ramping up. It's ramping up the ruining of the property and, and what have you. And I have a sister that lives there seven miles from all that nonsense. And I have a good, two good friends that live there very close to all that nonsense going on down there. And can't get a hold of them. <laughs> Tried calling them today. Can't get a hold of them. I see no active, I see no active, um, except for one, the brother of my good friend. Uh, I see no active, um, she's not been active on Facebook. She's always on Messenger and Facebook. We're always talking and nothing for the last 12, 13 hours and nothing from my sister either. So it tells me something's going down or they're just scared. Or they just left. Or they just, you know, chances are my good friend packed her stuff and went to her mama's house. And I don't blame her because, I mean, if it's really that bad, yeah. But then she's got animals to take care of, my good friend. She's got a dog and two cats. Can she grab them and take them with her? I don't know how that works. I can never leave my dog behind. Cats, yeah. My cats can take care of themselves. But, I mean, goodness gracious, if houses are being broken into now, if it's getting that bad, or... Homes are being burnt to the ground. And dear God, I hope it's not getting that bad. I, I can't tell from watching the news. It's disturbing enough. But the deal is, you know, the, you know and, and Jacob Fry said it perfectly. The reason for this violence, the reason, the feeling, the 400 years of pent-up frustration of oppression and mistrust against and profiling and assuming 400 years of this shit has what has brought them to this today because oh and get this watching the cnn news yesterday 5 a.m and i'm watching at five o'clock in the morning this really amazing uh, very calm reporter omar uh, i can't think of his last name he looked like his last name seemed latino so i'm wondering but he looked african-american he looked, he was a man of color. We're just going to say that. Okay, he's a reporter. He has his credentials and he's got his team with him. And what happens to that group? They're asking the police, where do you want us to stand so that we don't get in the way of your job, but we want to keep continuing to report the news and what's going on. And pretty soon, slowly but surely, these cops surround Omar and his team. And, and, and they're not answering him, really, that we can hear. Now, apparently they were saying, we told you to leave and you wouldn't. They arrested him. They arrested, I'm just going to say it, they arrested the black, I'm assuming black, Hispanic, black reporter, even though he kept showing his credentials and calmly, calmly speaking, very calmly. He didn't resist arrest at all. They arrested him and his team. They arrested him. Okay. Now, there was a white reporter there. They let him stay. Yeah, he was standing in the same area. 
Oh, you're fine, dude. No problem. Gave him carte blanche because he's white. Right there. See? <laughs> if this was the Minnesota police, this is the problem. Right there on TV, the whole reason for the riots was the racial disparity, and they do it again. They show that racial business, that racial disparity, right there by arresting the black cop, the black uh, reporter right there. TV for all to see. I mean, how much? So he gets arrested and taken away. His camera's still rolling. They, the camera ends up on the ground, and pretty soon the cops take the camera. We can't really tell. I was watching it. It was really wild. And next thing you know, you know, I have to get busy with my day because this went on for a long time. I didn't know what happened to that poor guy. They did let him go. And then Governor Waltz, who's a great guy, I'm telling you, that governor of Minnesota is a good guy, came out and apologized profusely to CNN and said that media needs to be there to report these things because we need to have evidence. The media is the helpful evidence in all of these investigations. They've got first-hand photos and and video footage, so they need to be there. And he said, I I take full responsibility for this mishap, and I let, you know, they, they've been let go, and we apologize to CNN, we apologize to the reporters. He did a great job. He was very respectful. He said, um, very sorry he had to be put through that because this was not right. No, it wasn't right. Once again, they showed their racial, their racial profiling business all the way to the fucking reporter doing his goddamn job. They racially profiled the reporter and, and arrested him first. This is the problem, you see, that leads to this rioting, this anger, this, and they asked Omar, what, what is, how, what was going through your mind? And he just said, well, confusion. He was, he, I didn't, he didn't come out while I was watching the news. Maybe he did eventually. He didn't come out and say I was scared out of my mind because I didn't know what was going to happen. Was I going to be another person thrown on the ground and, and beaten and, and, tormented and fucked with and you know that didn't happen he, he actually said that they were very decent to him as they took him away and they tried and that they finally did give him somewhat of an explanation that apparently he was not standing in the right place but you know he said you know but I did kept asking he of where to go and he said I didn't understand why the other reporter was allowed to stay well we all know why the other reporter was allowed to stay because the other reporter is a white man so unbelievable and just obvious and blatant and right out there. Right out there. For everyone to see that racism. Just purely I mean, how can the how can the world not see that, right? How can the how can the country not notice that one? So fucking obvious. And freaking angering, man. And it's embarrassing right now. My opinion is embarrassing because there are people weighing in outside our country, in other countries, weighing in on the our president's handling of this stuff, his racial tweets, his racist banter, his call for violence, his his condoning those Michigan uh, protesters armed to the teeth, storming the Capitol over masks, 
they're very fine people. They're just cabin. They have cabin fever, and you know they're just upset. And it's okay that they go to the white. They go to their their capital with guns and shit. Okay, now they're okay, but the black protesters upset over the unjustified death of this person, black man, by a white cop. That anger isn't justified. That anger isn't justified. Most of these people were unarmed. They had water bottles in their hands. <laughs> There's their armed water bottles and rocks. Wow. I thought the same thing as, as their freaking AK-47 and AR-15s that the white folks had when they stormed the Michigan Capitol. Not the same thing at all. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, our president. He chooses a side of it. And then, of course... I mean, it's just, oh, God. You had two different kinds of militia, too, that were loose in Minneapolis. You had the militia that were on the side of the president that were ready to support the police and shoot whoever. Yeah, they were there. White folks armed the teeth. Then you had another group, another group that was there to help protect the protesters, too. That's not being talked about. That group um, that were armed. Didn't know that. Saw that in a video. Very confused. And there was this weird guy walking around, dressed in black, with a mask, carrying an umbrella, a black umbrella, and a hammer. And he was going around and breaking the windows of all these businesses. He, and a, it was a white guy. You can see him. And he was, they were, the people were pleading with him to stop. Tons of black protesters, Hispanic protesters, pe people of all different, pleading for this, White dude, dressed in black, okay, all in black, carrying a black umbrella, with a hammer, breaking out the windows of businesses. They were telling him, they were telling this guy, please stop. What are you doing? What are, why are you doing it? So see, and that was like the early on shit that was going on. That was the early on destruction of property. It was a white guy dressed in black, carrying a black umbrella. And the, and these other supporters, which were black, kept asking him, are you a cop? Are you cop under there? What are you doing? Who are you? See, who knows who that was? But that was like the catalyst, I believe, in my mind. Was there other people carrying umbrellas, walking around, dressed in black, breaking windows, starting starting the fire, fueling it, you know, igniting this fire to destroy property? Was it these guys? The little, little ninja-looking I say ninja because they were all dressed and their faces were, you know, you can see just their eyes and the skin tone around their eyes. They were white guys, white guy walking around with, with hammers, breaking the windows out randomly and threatening to get to, to smack anybody who stopped them of businesses. You see, so what was that all about? And that was early on before the massive, this was when peaceful protesting was started. It was peaceful. And then these guys show up. There's a bunch of conspiracy going on around about that. Who are they? Were they paid by somebody to go out there and do that to get this thing going so that they could go ahead and fuel the black protester being so destructive when in the beginning they weren't? See, makes you wonder, doesn't it? But it's on tape. It's on tape. The Minnesota State Police want to know who is this umbrella dude? Who is this guy? Because... They're going to bring him to justice, I believe. Listen, I'm on the hour.
was a lot of ranting about what happened. I'll keep you posted. This is a northerner stuck in the south, and I'm Ruth Whitstein. I want you to wash your hands. Social distance. Be careful. Don't get into fights. Stand with your brothers and sisters of all colors, please. Peace out.